This episode is brought to you by Iconic Luxury Streetwear. Iconic Luxury Streetwear is a multidisciplinary experiment founded by the Tava Brothers, established in 2020. A clothing brand that has a thesis of a vision birthed reality, rooted in God created all in his image. Get your merchandise at IconicLuxuryStreetwear.com. What's up, everybody? Welcome to another episode of Iconic Conversations, a countercultural podcast that brings together innovators, community builders, and world changers for authentic dialogue on the human experience, sparking curiosity, vulnerability, and empathetic connection to the world. Today, I have a guest, an entrepreneur, founder, a guy who's actually a, a community builder, the definition of a community builder, somebody who is um, out there. We met when I came to Austin, more specifically at this party, this Web3 party. And um, ever since then, we saw each other here and there, but a genuine soul. And it's such a pleasure and honor to be able to have Mr. Michael Mara, CEO and founder of Entra, on the show today. Welcome, bro. Appreciate it. Glad to be here, man. This is, uh, you know, this is going to be exciting. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. Um, of course, I gave my intro, but give a little bit of an intro about yourself, your name, your hometown, and I don't want to say occupation because usually people already do that. So what is something that you've been enjoying lately? Yeah, for sure. I mean, um, you know, Michael Mara Mara, we we actually don't even really know the the correct pronunciation of my last name. <laughs> it's Italian, so it's uh, we, we say Mara, but a lot of people say Mara and stuff too. But um, yeah, man, I grew up in Pittsburgh, um, born and raised there. Um, and then went on kind of this crazy journey of entrepreneurship over like last pretty much probably eight years now. Yeah, it's crazy. Um, so I used to, uh, used to be a civil engineer. Like that's what I went to school for and everything. And then I left my job in like 2015 and got kind of just like down this whole path of, uh, you know, building companies and connecting people doing events. Um, and now over the last four years has been mainly just like building a tech company. Um, that's been my main focus in building Entra. Yeah, yeah. All right, let's talk about this. All right, so 2015, eight years ago, you're 30, right? Or 31? Uh, 32. I just turned 32, bro. I just you just 32. turned 32, but yeah, you don't 32. look 32, man. That's oh, so man. Oh. I, know. I got good genes. I got good genes. That good genes. So, what was, what was 20 year old Michael like? You know, like you know, that's like sophomore year of college. What yeah. what, what was your day to day? How were you living? You know, at you know, did you go to college? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I went to uh, the University of Dayton in Ohio, so it's like you know, kind of close to Pittsburgh. I wanted to like get away, but not like super far. You know what I mean? And just like make new friends, like be out of Pittsburgh a little bit. Yeah. Um, but yeah, man, it was like, you know, I, I often, I don't know if I would even enjoy hanging out with my twenty-year-old self now. You know what I mean? Really? Like, well, it's not that I wouldn't. It's just we're on totally different pages, right? Like back then my focus was, um, yeah, I was, you know, like obviously in school taking classes, like my course load was, was rough. Like any engineer, like college is like, you know, pretty tough, but I was also trying to enjoy college. I was trying to have fun. You know, I was, you know, going to parties. I was, you know, chasing girls, the normal stuff, you know what I mean? And that was, I would say that was probably even more of a priority for me than than school and classes and all that stuff. Like I almost failed out after my sophomore year. 
Like I was, I was close because the courses were just brutal, man. It was like, it's like Calc 2, Physics 2. You're getting into all the engineering courses and it's just a different, like if you're not studying, like you have to almost study every day and it's, um, you know, and I, I wasn't taking it like super seriously. Um, so then after that, I was like, okay, because they, they try to weed people out. They want you to almost like switch majors if you're not really into it. So it was like, I had that conversation of like, okay, do I switch to business? What do, do I really want to do engineering and all of this stuff? And um, yeah, so that was, that was 20 year old, that was 20, 21 year old uh, Michael. Dang. I mean, no, I think that's, that, that's relatable because again, like I feel like anybody, you know, you're just following the crowd. And so that was like, what? Yeah, exactly. So, so that was like 12 years ago, 12 years ago we're in 2023. So that was 2011. Yeah. Yeah. I graduated high school in 2010, which is wild. And then college. This is an ancient sixth grade room. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, man. It's, uh, it's wild. There's like, I have so many friends now they're like born in 2000, whatever. And I'm like, what or like late nineties. And I'm like, bro, like I was literally like in middle school when you were born. Bro, like that is that is so insane. That is so but then like but I guess because you know you you've seen it because I can't but I feel like you're in a really good sweet spot. Like because you are able to connect with the 40, 50 year old. But you still be and because you're you look very you're very young, you're very fit. And of course, you know, the energy around Austin and all that stuff is still young too. Like people my age, twenty five, no, yeah. twenty four, and even younger. And you're in this in-between where you get the Gen Xer mentality from your parents, whatever, whatever. You're a millennial, but then also like you've seen Gen Z and you've seen all the other ones come up. So I guess, you know, as building a product, you know, what have those insights provided for you in order to better, to make you a better entrepreneur business leader? Yeah, that's a great question. And I think I try to be adaptable and I try to be almost like a chameleon um, with my surroundings and my environment and who I'm talking to. So like I can have great conversations with 50 year olds, 60 year olds, 40 year olds, whatever. And I can have also great conversations with younger people and figure out how to relate to them as well. I think in any product, um, anytime, especially a consumer product, uh, you have to understand the younger audience. You also have to understand especially like for marketing purposes, which and nowadays distribution is so important. You have to understand what is cool. What is trending? How do I relate to the younger audience? How do I relate to Gen Z? Um, and even younger now, these kids that are turning 18 and stuff. Um, so it's, it's getting to the point where if you're not understanding that stuff, then all of those, you're going to get replaced as a brand. So for us, we're, we're kind of, we're trying to really set the new precedent for how a professional network should look in the modern world, right? And relate more to the younger audience through entrepreneurship and communities and events and, um, versus what is, you know, the big, you know, incumbent in the space with LinkedIn, it's very old school. It's very corporate. The younger audience doesn't really vibe with them. So. For us, it's like positioning ourselves to be that for this next generation. Um, and that's really important to us. No, that's fire. That's fire. And I like that because, again, you know, yeah, we, okay, you know, we see LinkedIn and some other places. But the thing is, what you said that was key was a brand. And 
um, I don't know, like you, you've been building Entre for about what, eight years now, right? No, four. So, yeah. So I, well, I've been, so it's tricky because I, I started doing events and building out this entrepreneur community and really like 2016, 2017. Um, but it was really just like, I, I didn't even know what it really was at that point. Right. Um, and then the first company that I set up was called me group, which was a millennial entrepreneur group. And then that's what I started doing events around. And I had a Facebook page, a Facebook group and an Instagram page. And I was just, I was just doing that. And then events at co-working spaces and then basically just evolved and grew into this thing. And I wanted to build an app, but the tools that were available, um, it just didn't make sense. So then I was like, okay, now we need to build a custom app. It's like, okay, and how do I raise money? Like, how do I build an app? I have no, I'm not technical, so I have no idea. So then that started that whole journey. Um, and then in 2019, we really like established it as a, you know, new Delaware C Corp. I still have my LLC, but this was like, okay, let's be like a real tech company here. You know, let's take that next step. That, um, I want, I actually, the thing is, it's a big step, the fact that, because when what like I feel like most people see on the Instagram or for okay, this is a talk from my perspective. When I was about 19, 20, I used to follow all these guys on Instagram, Prince Don now, and all these entrepreneurs. And they always talked about LLC, LLC, LLC. Yep. But then now when you start getting into the venture world and like real business, it's that C Corp. Like that's when it's a legit. Of course. Yeah. So obviously there's the fact of putting it and putting it in the paper. Right. But what was the mindset for you? Like, how do you feel like your mindset had evolved for you in order to say from being an LLC to like C Corp? Like, what, like, talk about that mindset in order for you to be able to yeah. make that I'm, jump. For sure. I mean, like, I, I tell people a, a startup in a tech company is a totally different game than a like online business, small business, and all that. Right. In most cases, if you're just doing a normal business, you have a product, you're doing a small business, you have a store, you're doing consulting, coaching, whatever, online business, anything else, generally you're going to probably do an LLC. If you're trying to build and then there's a, its own challenges and different things for that. If you're trying to build a tech company and a startup, that is a whole different ballgame. That is like you know, play like small businesses, like playing table tennis. And then this is like real tennis, like on a court with different rules and a different ball and different players and bigger, like it's, it's so different. And when you get into that game, you have to understand how that game works. Mm -hmm. And that game works with Delaware C Corps. That game works with, you know, raising, raising from angel investors, raising money from venture capitalists in most cases, like it's very rare if you're building a tech company to not raise capital. Um, so, you know, obviously there's different levels to that, but you have to build product, you have to build team, right? You have to do all of these other things that like, yes, you need a team and marketing stuff for the small business, but it's at such a bigger scale with a tech company and you're trying to figure out how to go from zero to a billion dollars with a tech company versus a small business or an online business. In most cases, you're trying to go from zero to like a million and you're happy with that. Right. Yeah. And that's, 
the vast majority of people. So it's like, how do you basically 1000x like that? And that's what building a tech company is. So it's like, it's just a different, it's a whole different ball game. And I didn't realize that when I was first starting out. And so, and I didn't know anyone that was like in that game really. So I had to figure it out a lot myself and it took me a lot longer than uh, most people. Or if, if someone's asking me like now, I can tell them how to do it way faster than, than I did. You know right, I mean? right. And I, I, it reminds me of the, the LinkedIn post right that you posted about like i think a couple of weeks ago and it's just like the the number one key thing in business is staying alive yeah <laughs> yeah talk about that like what 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 got through your head to say to post that and say yo stay alive <laughs> yeah it's uh so it, it's actually so i'm i'm almost positive i got it from uh david melter so um and it's like the point of business is to be in business right and the goal is to stay in business so, um, and that means being self-sufficient in most cases. Um, most tech companies, I wouldn't even consider them necessarily businesses because mm-hmm. most of them don't have, don't make real money and they don't have real business models and stuff. And I'm not saying that like in a negative way, that's just the reality of what startups are and tech companies are because the game is very different and the, the risks and the rewards are so high in that game. Um, versus if you're doing a small business, you have an LLC, whatever, you have to think about how am I making money like right away? Like that is that game with tech companies and stuff. You don't necessarily have to think about making money right away. You can raise capital and then leverage that capital to invest in the team and build the product and then grow revenues to the point where hopefully you're close to breaking even and whatnot now. Um, and that's kind of where we're at, honestly. Like we're we're at the point where we're like, we want to control our own destiny. We want to get to the point where we're like, hey, we're we're making money. Like we can keep growing this the way that we are. Um, yes, we want uh, capital to scale faster, but we don't need it, right? And I think that positioning is um, very powerful for a lot of entrepreneurs and especially startups and tech companies. But um, yeah, man, I think a lot of people like lose sight of what a, a business like is really by yeah. definition. You know what I mean? Yeah, that's facts. And so now that that's a really really good point. Um, I know so I know somebody. This is somebody is going to get uh, revelation today about the difference between a little stuff like doing a startup and little uh, and doing an LLC. And I think like the fact that you know it's okay, like because this TMG, th- th- this is a lifestyle business. I didn't want like I, after doing the startup thing, I realized I don't want to be a startup CEO. I do not yep. envy the startup CEO. I like my lifestyle business where, uh, you know, being able to grow events, being able to like have the opportunity to control the schedule, have merch. It's like I'm not necessarily needing it to survive because like, you you need to have the self awareness of like, are you willing to stick to one thing for seven to ten, even twelve? years okay that's after you get back to vc but what were you doing before this to make sure you, this vision comes into reality and most people don't realize that yeah i you're you hit the nail on the head man i i tell people all the time it's like that's the best place to start from right there it's understanding yourself like being self-aware of like what's the end game that you really want like because most people don't understand what the end game of a ceo is it's like you're dealing with people problems investors like in most cases startup ceos don't 
even control the majority of their company. They can get fired from their own company, right? And you have a board of other people who can control your decisions. So there's a lot of different variables that people, the idea of being Elon Musk or a tech CEO is like awesome. But if you're, if the lifestyle that you want is, hey, I want to be, I want to have passive income. I want to be able to work from wherever. I don't want to have to answer to a bunch of people. I want to be my own boss and I want to control everything. Um, and yeah, I want to work with some great people and stuff, but I, I really want to have m more control. Then you should not do a tech startup, right? Like you should figure out how to do e-com, coaching, consulting, SaaS, like whatever. Do you know what I mean? Instead, because that is not the reality of what, uh, you know, a tech CEO is for the most part. Right. I, I like that. And, you know, this is actually a good segue because I had a previous question I was going to ask, but now that you talked about this. So talking about, you know, we talk about build, building business, but what is, the, how are you building the business, Michael? You know, like, and, and what does that process look like? And what is your end game? <laughs> it, are you are you saying more like personally than, yeah. Uh, okay, yeah. Yes. Yeah, personally. Yeah, I mean, so... You know, I think the biggest thing over the last like few years for me has been refining my like more of my schedule, my routine and my lifestyle. Right. It's like, OK, like in, in making sure that, yeah, things are a little bit unbalanced. Right. For me, because I do work a lot and like that is my work right now for me is still my top priority. Right. Right. I don't have a family like all that stuff. I don't have to worry about that. And um yeah, I want that at some point in my life, but when I do, I want to like be able to focus on that as like my top priority. Right now for me, like work is top priority. Underneath that is probably like health, wellness, and all of that, right? And making sure that that's on point because that's also very important to be a high performer, um, you know, as a CEO and, and whatnot. So I'm I'm looking to get better from from that standpoint as a leader, um, as a CEO, right, as an entrepreneur. Um, and, and really refining, I think the habits, routines and all of that, like my, when I was first starting out, my schedule was so messed up and I was mm. going like so late and then getting up late. It was just all out of whack. You know what I mean? And, and making sure that like you're prioritizing that also is, is really important. So now like this is probably the best, I would say like routine schedule wise like sleep schedule work schedule that i've had right and it's 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 balanced enough where i still like will play tennis or pickleball at night or mornings and work out and um most of the time for me right now it's like nine to nine or nine to eight whatever is like my work window monday through friday that's like when i'm when i'm getting shit done you know what i mean and I know that like, as long as I'm doing that, like I'm going to be, I'm going to be good. Like I don't, I don't need to overwork myself more than that. Yeah. On the weekends and stuff, catching up with things here and there. And if something needs to get done, great. But I think, um, you know, having the ability to turn it off a little bit too is helpful, right? Getting outside, being around other people. Um, so that, that's also what I've been trying to just refine. It's like, what works for me? as as michael right it might be different for you and for everyone else so it's like figure figure out what what routines habits can let you perform 
mm-hmm. at a high level at, at whatever it is, whether it's work or, you know, job or your, your business and whatnot, but making sure that you're able to perform at a high level, but also remain, you know, healthy, happy and all that stuff. Cause at the end of the day, man, you don't want to be <laughs> building a company unhappy. It's not fun. Yeah. Yeah. At, at any point, were you building the company unhappy? Oh yeah. I mean, dude, there was, I mean, years, bro. Like, yeah. I mean, the first, like from probably, I mean, dude, right after I left my job, it was like, I was making pretty much no money. Like it was, I was like, oh dude, I'll figure this out. So easy. Like no problem. Right. And I first got into, um, real estate. So that was like the first, I wanted to like be an investor. Basically, That was like what I initially left my job for. Oh, stocks. I had like a, a, a mentor in stocks and I had a mentor in real estate. And I basically went down the real estate path, um, ended up moving to Miami, started a real estate company with one of my mentors there. Um, so I spent like over a year in Miami, basically doing like wholesaling, Airbnb rentals, all of that stuff. So I learned that whole game, which was cool, but it just wasn't it. And it was like, I was working like crazy and I was not making much money at all. So it was like... You know, you so that, that. and then I and then I come back to Pittsburgh and um, start doing my own start doing my own thing because I wanted to build this community for entrepreneurs. And dude, I was working by myself every day till like probably like four in the morning, like, and then I would get up at like noon. So that was like, I did that for probably a year. Whoa! And then I started traveling. So it was like working solo right like late nights just it just was not healthy at all so um yeah and then like you you break out of that like you you grind through it and it was like there was a part of me that thought that i had to do that in a sense Mm -hmm. right don't you think it's because of like the media that was out there all all that stuff and, and everything like that it was just like you know like gary v hustle card yeah no, hundred percent. I mean, there, there's part of that, right? Where you're like, okay, on, like once you realize that entrepreneurship's hard, you're like, okay, this is. I need to grind. I need to do this. And the reality is, it's like, you really don't need to do. You don't need to make it harder than it should be, right? And like, mm-hmm. you like you you think that you need to like make it difficult in a sense, um, but it's yeah, you don't have to, right? You really don't. Like, there's. There's ways of doing it that you don't need to like be get yourself super stressed and whatnot. Like looking back on it, like I wish I would have just stayed at my job longer, right? Or or found a job that was a little bit less maybe demanding or whatever. But my job was pretty chill, right? I wish I would have just stayed at my job longer or joined a startup, right? As like on the product team or whatever else. Like I tell people all the time, if you want to get into tech and you're not in tech right now, you need to get into tech first before you start a tech company. I started a tech company and an app trying to take on LinkedIn, not ever working in tech or ever built an app before. That's insane. That's insane. That's the definition. But see, but but see, it, it's that delusion, right? Because most first time, not even first time, but like it is that delusion that is necessary, though, in order to have that guts to say, yeah, I can do this. Because right. imagine that's why I feel like a lot of people who do work inside tech. It takes them a lot longer for them in order to make the step because they know like, oh, this is going to be hard. 
Yeah. But like, and, and and that's why they don't do it. Right. But you're doing it, and and but you did it, right? Like, I'd say for me, I wanted to make a media company. Right. I never worked in a media company, and I, I don't know what I'm going to do. But let's just figure it out. Right. And there is a part of that that makes that is what makes entrepreneurship so like that is like what makes entrepreneurship, right? It's like you have to almost not you you have to not care you have to have like you have to take risks you have to have some balls like to just do it and just like be okay with figuring it out along the way like there is a part of that um that makes entrepreneurship like really really just like it's daring but at the same time it makes it what it is like that's why entrepreneurship is it's difficult, but so rewarding when you can like look back and be like, damn, I did like actually do that with like not knowing what was going to happen at all. Yeah. Uh, no, that, that, that is, that is so dope. And just now having that philosophy um, and that mindset, that's really, really good. What do you feel like is your differentiating factor? You know, people always say like, you know, I bet you hear this, but about a bunch from like, investors about your product but what is Michael's value differentiator that makes you like valuable in any space have you ever thought about that like me personally yeah like you yeah. personally I mean I, I think it's a lot of the stuff that we were talking about like I'll, I'll jump into whatever right and I have um I have like a, a wide variety of skill sets so like I have my hands in like everything in a sense do you know what I mean like and there, there's there's good things about that and there's bad things about that. I think, uh, you know, I think there's it's it's good to be specialized, right? And to be like really, really, really good at one thing or a couple of things, right? I think that's good. I think, um, but for like founders and CEOs, I think it's it's good to have an understanding of a lot of, uh, of different departments and a lot of different things because then you can plug into whatever and then you can be... Um, you can have conversations with every team at a high level and make decisions for each team or a, at least a few teams or several teams and, and make important decisions because you do understand those things at a high level. Um, so like I can plug into marketing, content, product, UX, like I can't really do too much on the, on the development side. Right. But, um, you know, I don't like from a technical perspective, like I understand the things that are happening. Um, you know what I mean? But for me, it's like, as, as I understand product and design, I think, and that's like the user experience, I think is more important than understanding the technical side. Right. Um, and then marketing distribution, all of those things, understanding financial, like finances, raising capital, certain things. So I think that, um, yeah, I've had a lot of like experience in everything, right? Which is 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 good. I think as a, a founder, I think it's bad if you're working on a team. I think you want to like specialize in something for the most part. But you know, obviously, there's there's different there's different ways of doing it. I think if you have co-founders and stuff, it makes it easier. One person can specialize on tech. One person can specialize on fundraising. One person can specialize on product. One person can specialize on marketing. Right. I think that's the ideal scenario. I think for most founders in most cases, you kind of have to have a, a mix of everything. But yeah, that's what I would say. Like my strength is being able to like plug in 
to different parts of the company and, and speak on a high level and everything. Yeah, that's good. And that, that is the classic definition of what it means to be a CEO. Uh, like, like being able to move like a CEO, like a real CEO. Um, what is your, honestly, let, let's just keep it real. What is your least favorite aspect of being, of being an entrepreneur? <laughs> yeah. I mean, it, it, it's trick. I, I mean, I think obviously the, the difficult conversations suck, right? It's like, yeah. you know, you, and, and obviously there's a lot of pressure and stress. Like, dude, there's days where I'm like, bro, like there's so much shit going on. It's like, you're, 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 you're putting out fires. You're, you know, you're trying to like hire people. You have to fire people. You, there's like, there's a million things that, that can be happening. Right. And that, and that, that has to be totally aside from your personal life too. So like, mm -hmm. There can be stuff happening in your personal life, you know, and you have to put that to side. Like, I mean, I I haven't had like a vacation. I, I don't, you know, and since I left my job, pretty much like really wow. like a true vacation. I, I probably haven't had like a real, real, like I'll go on trips and like I'm with family and stuff, but right. like you work here doing stuff. Like yeah. it's not like I literally don't have my laptop or phone with me or like i'm literally just chilling um you know which i don't mind because my thought my mind goes that to that anyway like right. without me even trying to do it right and um you know i'm i'm fine with that because i i do like it i'm like obsessed with this right and i think that yeah. that's important you know what i mean but um yeah i think obviously there's yeah a ton of pressure stress like all these things but you know you you have to understand that getting into it I think that's the most important thing. Again, kind of going back to the the conversation we had earlier, it's like you really should understand what all it's going to take and the lifestyle and stuff. So like, you know, you have to, if you're not set up for that, if you don't want to do that, then like you should rethink things and just reassess like how you really want to live day your day-to-day -day life. Mm -hmm. Do you feel like you're living your dream? I think that I'm... I, I wouldn't, I like, I don't know if I'm, I mean, I wouldn't say I'm living my dream right now. Like this is, this is cool. Like I'm enjoying my, my life right now for sure. And this is like the best my life has ever been for sure. Yeah. Um, you know what I mean? But am I living like my dream life now? Like I'm like, I, I, you know, there's, there's a lot of things that I want. There's a lot of things that I want to do. Um, you know, I love building stuff. Like I, I like this, like I, I, I like this. Right. Um, and I want to keep doing this, but there's other things that I want to do too. And there's like, you know, I think that, um, you know, between like where the lifestyle, the, not necessarily the material things that I have now too, but it's like the access to stuff that like is out there. Right. And the things that I've seen that are possible with more money or network and other things it's like wow like that i want that shit you know what i mean like i want to be on that level um and then also just like family and stuff too like i want like i want that as well i think that that's like i think that that's part of like the dream life that i want to get to you know what i'm saying i think that that's like it'd be cool to have like you know family and little kids running around and like helping them achieve stuff too so and I, and I think it changes. Like, I think your dream life should change. I think you should evolve. So it's just like, you know, I'm at a good place right now, but there's a lot more that I want for sure. Yeah. yeah. Hey, I, I actually, that's a, that's, 
I haven't really asked people that question on the pod, right? I mean, I, I, I'm in personal relationships. Like, yeah, like, are you living your dream? Because people, yeah. somebody asked me if I'm living my dream, and ninety uh, percent, yes, you know, which is way better than most, right? Yeah, um, that's the privilege that we have being in um, these spaces and and moving in a way that we do. But, you know, the fact that you're super honest, like, oh, there's still a couple of things, like, because there, there is some high level like stuff, right? But oh, yeah. again, then the next question is when it will, when is it, when, like, this is the question that honestly my ex asked me before we, before she broke up with me. <laughs> when we broke up with each other, but, you know, I was like, oh, yeah. it was a very reckoning. It's like, when will it be enough? Yeah. And I mean, I, it's a great question. And it's one of those things where it's like, I don't, my goals and dreams and what I want, like I'm always going to be desiring things. I think like, um, and I'm always going to want to not necessarily like improve, but I'm going to always want different things. Do you know what I mean? Like right now, like I'm trying to build massive wealth. Like I'm trying to get, like, I'm trying to really get on another level. Do you know what I'm saying? Like Billy, Billy Eller. Like I, I'm, I'm in that phase of my life. Do you know what I mean? And you know, and it's not like I have a specific number. Like my, my number is whatever allows me to do all the stuff that I want to do whenever I want with whoever I want for as long as I want and however much money I need to do that, then that's what I want. Do you know what I'm saying? So it's more like being totally financially free and independent without having to even think about what does that cost or what does this do right and obviously that's a lot of money but is there a number i don't really necessarily have a fixed number like i don't necessarily care obviously when you hit the 100 million dollar billion dollar status that changes you know like you you get to that point but um you know i don't want to set up limitations for myself right or like set something that if I don't get it, then I get mad about it. It's like, I don't, I don't really care. Do you know what I mean? And and then, and then, yeah, it's like, and then after that point, it's like, well, then my focus is going to shift to my next generation, like my family, like building that. Do you know what I mean? And then it's like, and then it's like helping them do that. And then it's like shifting to then just giving back to the world as a whole. It's like, let me build things that are going to last. Let me help you know, just provide as much value as I possibly can for the future of humanity, right? Whatever that means. And, you know, so there's, I think there's stages to it. You know what I mean? Oh, there's stages. Yeah. So it's like, it's never enough, like to the point, it's like, it's never enough, but it, it always changes. And I think, but at the same time, I'm content with like where I am. That, because, because again, like that's when you know that you're building. Right. And that's when you know that 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 is when you know that you're building. You understand that I'm content with where I am right now, but I know that I can continue to go out there and continue to improve. Everything else will come as a byproduct of me of this consistent, continuous improvement. Yes. I'm just seeing where how far I can go. Yeah. Rather than saying, "Oh, I need to make a billion in order to feel like I've done it. I need to be able exactly. to do whatever." One hundred percent. Because again, like your motivation, once you hit it, you know you want to be like. That's where most people depression sets. Right? Exactly. And it's not, and yeah. And I think that's important to not treat it as like also like envious of like other people or like whatever. And I think it's like, if you, 
and if you don't get it, then like, don't get hard on yourself. It's like, just focus on today, focus on right now and what makes you happy. And just like going towards that next thing that you do want, you know what I mean? And I think that that's like more of how I'm like looking at it. It's like, this is where I'm at. Here's like the next thing that I'm trying to get to. And I'm just taking steps each day to get to that point. And when that happens or, you know, as, as I keep doing the stuff that I enjoy doing, then, you know, other things will come up over time. Yeah. That's beautiful. Uh, that's actually like a really great way to go to segue to towards the ending, like of the pod. So my last question would be, what's the challenge that you want to bring to the podcast? Yeah. Okay. Good question. So, I mean, I think, you know, I think, uh, I would love everyone to tr- like, I, I I wish everyone would try entrepreneurship at the same time. It's not necessarily super um, accessible to everyone necessarily. Um, I mean, you can literally throw open um, Shopify store. You can create content on social media, right? You can, I would like, it's, you can pick something that is like such a low barrier to entry right? If you create content on social media and you do well and you grow an audience, you can get brand deals. Like you can make money from just that and then just open up a personal LLC and you can literally start making a business from that, right? You can do a podcast as well. There, there's a lot of different options, right? Um, you can do a Shopify store. You can create products. You don't even have to touch the products. If you just do like merch and stuff, either you can just use Printful and stuff. Um, it's like, there's so many things I just, I encourage people to try, like I would encourage people to try something new, like just try something new. Like it doesn't necessarily even have to be entrepreneurship related. It could just be like, like pick jujitsu tennis, like something right. That is like putting you out of your comfort zone a little bit, right. That is new. That's going to work your learning brain that's going to put you out of your comfort zone a little bit and like just try it if you don't like it try something else you know i think there was i forget who said it but there's like you want to treat things as it's like a buffet right most people never even go into the buffet line to try new stuff Mm -hmm. but if you don't try stuff you never know what you like if you never like tried ice cream you don't know if you like it and then if you do like it do more of it, get more on your plate. It's endless buffet, right? If you don't like it, go to the next thing, try, try that. And if you like it, you can get more, but like keep trying stuff. Like, I think that's such an important thing. And, um, and then you'll also pick up on things and just being aware of problems in the world. So if you like are interested in entrepreneurship, that's where everything stems. It's like, you try things, you're like, this doesn't make any sense. That could be way better. This is like off. So that's the best way to start. Um, but yeah, I mean that that's where I would that's where I would challenge everyone to do. Beautiful. Well, man, thank you, Mike, for just the opportunity just to chop it up. Man. Man, this is an enjoyable episode. Like yeah, that. I really enjoyed it. Where can the people find you at? Yeah, I mean, uh, socials is just michael uh w mara on everything and uh check me out on entra you know join entra.com um 
you know, we, I, you know, you can DM me on there too and check it out, interact with everyone else, join communities, check out some events. Um, got a lot of exciting things going on there. That's beautiful. Um, just want to speak life with me, bro. You're incredible. It's now standout guy, stand up guy, and super grateful just for just to be able to share this time. Likewise. Likewise, bro. This was great, man. Yeah, keep doing keep doing your thing, bro. You got a good thing going for sure. All right. Um, all right, y'all. Check us out. Check Mike out at Entra. And we are out. Cheers. See ya. Thank you so much for taking the time to listen to this episode. Hope you were able to take something away from this. Until next time, follow Iconic Conversations on Instagram and Tava Multimedia Group on Instagram as well. Share with your friends, family, or anybody else who you think needs this conversation. Until next time, peace.